Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jeff Kerr is here, follows the NFL, covers the NFL for CBS Sports. I guess the narrative over the offseason was the Bills window might be closing, and I just thought that was so ridiculous. But no, Jeff, it looks it looks like the Bills window might be closing here. Yeah, well, Bart, I still kind of think it's ridiculous, even though they're five and five. But I can't disagree with a lot of those people. But Buffalo makes so many baffling, self-inflicted wounds. Like they have four turnovers last night. Well, teams that turn over the football four plus times are oh for their last thirty-three, Buffalo included. So they shouldn't have won that game, and yet. They lost a game last night because they had 12 men on the field. And I never scream at the TV when I'm watching football games, but I, <laughs> I am a coach. I, I am a coach. I, I know enough football coaches. I'm a coach in our sport, but I'm yelling. I'm like, 12 on the field, 12 on the field, 12 on the field. I don't know how I could see that. And their players can't. Sean McDermott can't. And they and then he admits they practice going to dime. Well, why are you in dime in the first place? I Last time I checked, Denver was kneeling. It's sometimes you know what it's between Sean Payton and between Sean McDermott, my head hurts from that game last night. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And to the McDermott part of it, I think that you know if he doesn't get this team to the playoffs, his job is in real jeopardy. And I think what would happen is, all right, Bills don't make the playoffs. Sean McDermott's relieved. You make a different change here. And you obviously stick with Josh Allen, but I, I know there's plenty of people in, you know, Western New York that are starting to think, well, maybe Josh Allen's the problem. And he does bring back those like far of tendencies where he'll help you, but he'll hurt you. The problem is that that works if you're like also 10 and six or 12 and four and the good outweighs the bad with Josh Allen, Jeff, it seems like the bad starting to outweigh the good. My problem with the Bills is I think they rely way too much on Josh Allen. And James Cook had a good game last night, but they just don't run the football enough. I don't think they run Josh Allen enough. It's crazy as I'm saying that. But who does Josh Allen really have to throw to outside of Stephon Diggs? And, look, I'm already fired up because I don't think Trayvon Diggs, who's right now sitting on the couch like the rest of us, need to speak for his brother. You know, I'm kind of getting tired of of the Stephon Diggs drama. As good as Stephon Diggs is, where are you making plays for this football team? <laughs> you don't do anything to help this football team win games. And it's, 
I'm just getting frustrated with the whole thing as someone who liked the Bills' ascension to contenders. It's Look, I'd rather have Josh Allen than not have Josh Allen, but I've spoken to Josh Allen a bunch. The guy is a genuinely good dude. And did you hear this Stefan Diggs crap, you know, reappear, you know, rear its ugly head again? It's You kind of get sick of it at this point. You know, you kind of, like, he's not worth the head. I, I know what Trayvon Diggs wants. He wants Stefan Diggs to go to the Cowboys and be irrelevant there so they can lose in the divisional round again. Oh, jeez. Cowboys. Well, no, I the thing that bothers me about Stefan Diggs is I feel the same way about Devontae Adams is I feel like sometimes these guys, like sometimes these guys just do the wide receiver, and I'm, we say diva all the time, but sometimes it just feels like they do it because they're doing, they're like playing a role or they need to do it. Like, we get it. You're a receiver, and a lot of things have to happen for you to get a football, but this constant, like every three weeks, oh, I'm unhappy. Oh, no, I'm actually happy. Oh, no, my brother's tweeting. It's just, it, it really, it really is annoying. It, and all the receivers, Jeff, tend to fall into that trap. But, and I agree. And the thing is, like, I get it with Devontae Adams when Josh McDaniels was there. You weren't getting the football. But you're, look at your quarterback. This is the situation you wanted. You wanted to go play with your buddy, Derek Carr. Well, Derek Carr ain't there anymore. You should have known that. And you should have known the head coach was a moron and the GM was a moron. And you did it. And you know, you're getting exactly what you deserve. You could have stayed with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and everything could have been great. But no, it's you know, sometimes the grass isn't always greener. I try to tell people this with college football too, as a Penn State grad. Everybody wants James Franklin fired. Okay, that, that, that's awesome. But do you want to be like Nebraska and go six and six and complain about that? Or are you okay with losing Ohio State and Michigan every year? It's at the end of the day, I mean, you're you're frustrated. You want to be better, but sometimes it's harder to be better, and it's easier to get worse. Oh, as a Penn State guy, I hope you didn't hear my last segment. I said that uh, I'm 100% on Team Michigan. Is that is that okay? <laughs> uh, I am not a fan of Jim Harbaugh in the slightest. So it's it, it, you know for multiple reasons. I don't I don't <laughs> even care about the cheating thing. I just think Jim Harbaugh is not a good guy, and that's that's what I'll say about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Jeff Kerr joining us. CBS Sports covers the NFL. The Broncos part of this, too, I think is very interesting because now they beat Green Bay, they beat Kansas City, they beat Buffalo. All right, some teams better than others there, but that's three wins in a row for a team where it looked like it was going to be bad. It looked like Sean Payton made a big mistake. He was already trying to cover for himself, I thought, with some of the things that he was saying. And if Buffalo's not going to make the playoffs at 5-5, five and five, I don't know that Denver is at 4-5. and five, but if Denver can at least just avoid the embarrassment of what they've been through the last year and a half and maybe build on something for next year, like Russell Wilson, man, if he was this good last year, it'd be a lot different story. I don't know how much of that you attribute to Sean Payton, but as much as I hate to say it, I've been impressed by the Broncos. I have too. And I've been kind of tooting their horn since the Kansas city win. And I know everybody's like, well, you know, you got to beat them sometime. I'm like, okay, but they haven't beaten them. And it, it was a big win for them. And I didn't think they were that horrible the first time when they played on Thursday night in Kansas City. It's just, I, I think the loss to the Jets was bad. Their win was against the Bears, who were bad. And, and I, I guess, that's another team, by the way, that kind of looked like they, they know what they're doing, even though they don't, just because of they fleece Carolina. But uh, I digress. But 
you know, all of a sudden now you got a big game against the Vikings coming up. I believe that Sunday, that Sunday night football. So I'm kind of excited to watch that game now. And, you know, Josh Dobbs gets the primetime spotlight and all that. Then you got Cleveland. I think Houston's coming up. It's, you know, I just don't think Denver's a pushover. And Russell Wilson's playing well. Um, the defense has really turned it around. You know, I was calling for Vance Joseph's firing after three games after the whole um, Miami debacle. But they have allowed the fewest points per game in the NFL over the last four weeks, 16. And they're, I think it's like the fourth or fifth fewest yard. That's, they have a competent defense, and they got Russell Wilson leading them. And I, I got to give them credit. Like, I, by the way, Bart, I, I got to – I, I'm a little upset at the insiders right now with the whole Patrick Sertain trade mess. Like, these teams are calling them. I said, one, why was that reported Monday night? That could have been reported two weeks ago. And it's, but I, I, I digress. But why would you get rid of a cornerback like Patrick Sertain? Like, he's a great player. And I think Denver knows, like, hey, if we're stuck with Russell Wilson and Sean Payne, we might as well try to make the best of it. And I think that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, I think that that, again, a lot of it's going to be about the Bills, but the Broncos there are a very interesting story. Now, again, in that AFC, like, there's not a lot of wiggle room. If you're, if you're, if you're four and five and five and five in the NFC, okay, there's still a path for you, uh, even though Minnesota's been playing very well and kind of maybe taking hold of the seventh seed. But uh, the AFC, very bunched up. Um, so many different teams that are so interesting. I got to, like, so as a Packers fan, um, and I'm not going to make this a Jordan Love question, but with Jordan Love, it's like you wait and you're waiting and you're seeing good things. And, okay, I thought this weekend was better. But I think that there does need to be like, okay, it's not going to happen right away. There does need to be some time. And that's how I would approach the Bryce Young situation. But then to see C.J. Stroud, like, just dominate. I mean, how are you How are you a care? And then you, now you don't have your number one pick, so now you're losing and you still don't have your number one pick. Like, I don't know at what point. It just seems like if you're a Panther fan or the Panthers and you're happy that you got your guy and it's still so early, but the gap between feeling better about Bryce Young going one to you than Stroud going two to the Texans is getting bigger and bigger every week, and this guy could make the playoffs. This guy could get MVP votes. This guy could win MVP I mean, it's really remarkable the difference between those two guys' first seasons. It, it's crazy, right? It's almost like the whole Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf thing. Like, you thought both were going to be good, and one ended up being one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and the other one ended up being one of the worst. And now we got to listen to one of the worst on TV. It seems like three times a week. I digress. <laughs> um, but well, you're, you're, you're in a lot of grievances today. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Festivus is coming up. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I got right I got around the corner. But, okay. Yeah, yeah but uh, anyway, I still like the Panthers making the trade. I just, you know, and I like the bright young pick, but I was a fan of CJ Stroud too, and I'm like, I don't know, CJ Stroud with Bobby Swonick down there that that could be that could be dangerous because I love CJ Stroud out of Ohio State, and I don't trust the Ohio State quarterbacks as far as I can throw them, but. Man, he good. He, he he is something out of your Carolina. You're just you're frustrated every time he's thrown for 350, or he has five touchdown games, or he's leading back to back of game winning drives in consecutive weeks. It's you have to wonder. It's like the the tree worked, but the execution didn't. And Bryce Young's in a terrible situation right now. Um, you know, I'm I'm not sure if Frank Reich can coach. Uh, the the offensive line is just 
you trade, he's got no receivers because you traded the receiver to get him. So I don't know right now. It, it, in Carolina, it's you got to ride with this guy. But you know, David Tepper, he's got a he's got a quick trigger, and you know he's firing MLS coaches for making the playoffs, and he owns that franchise. What's he going to do with his actual NFL franchise? He's going to just going to fire Frank Reich from the worst record in the league. It's something to ponder. Speaking of owners that may fire coaches, uh, the New England Patriots, I, I think, like, I'm I'm almost getting to the point now where if you, like, track the drafts of the last few years, it doesn't seem like Belichick, it seems like he might have checked out a while ago. Like, this is, this is bad. I don't, it's always hard to quantify quarterback, coach, who did what, but Belichick just doesn't, I don't know, not that he's trying to George Costanza this thing. But the decisions he makes, some of the calls he makes, the roster moves he makes, I don't think, like, I mean, he would fire himself, right? I mean, this is bad. This is as bad as it gets. So that can't end well for him. I think what's frustrating me about Belichick is, and, like, I've been old team Brady over Belichick any day of the week, even though he's the greatest defensive coach ever. What bothers me about Bill is he never goes outside the box or anything. He always seems to hire the retreads, like, if he says it's the Patriots, there's a pretty good bet Josh McDaniels is back in that organization. Why don't you freshen up the offense a bit? You know, Bill O'Brien been there, done that. I, I don't care about that. You know, you move Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia was pro- moving him to a play call. It was probably the most radical thing he's done, and that was a terrible move. So, I, I don't know. It's His offense is it's so basic. And he has no playmakers, and he doesn't have a quarterback. He doesn't have an offensive line. Defense is banged up. It's that team just spell. It smelled five wins at the beginning of the season, and they might not even get the five. It's. I, I think Bill is looking for a change, I, but you know he can leave himself. He doesn't have to get fired to do that. Well, you know some of these coaches get fired, and you know, maybe he wants to coach somewhere else. But man, you get fired from college football these days. You get three quarters of a hundred million dollars, pretty good gig to, to have. So uh, maybe, maybe, maybe sometimes that is the play. Eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven. We get back around to it. Talking some NFL here. All right. We got the Eagles and the chiefs coming up this. Like, I still like Baltimore. I mean, anything can happen with the Niners and the lions, but we're at a point where it does seem like a super bowl rematch is more possible than normal years. I did say when the Eagles and Chiefs played in the Super Bowl that week that they would face each other again in the Super Bowl down the line. I didn't know it would be this year. And it's starting to look like that. Kansas City is a completely different team than they were last year, but their defense is incredible. And you're always going to win when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. It doesn't matter who he's throwing to. And some days you don't know who he's throwing to. So outside Travis Kelsey. But, yeah, yeah this Kansas City team, it's, all the craziness and top determinants of the AFC, they, they still are the number one seed right now. That's how I look. Yeah, they are. They are the number one seed right now. They're the only team that's got two losses in the conference. And then in the NFC, it's, yeah, the Eagles aren't as good as they were last year, not as strong, but here they are. They're 8-1, and one, and Jalen Hurts is starting to get in that Patrick Mahomes territory. Like, all he does is win games, and he's playing better injured than he was when he wasn't injured. And, you know, it's – I don't know who the biggest threat to both of these two teams. I, I like Baltimore, too. But Baltimore just can't get out of their own way when it comes to fourth quarters. And it, it's nine nine times they've blown a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter in the last three years. So 
you have to wonder what's going on there, but I just don't see anybody that can challenge Kansas City week in and week out um, in the AFC. And the teams that I think can are right now not in the playoffs, Cincinnati and Buffalo. So maybe Houston could do it. Who, who knows? You know, they seem to be getting better every week. But in, in the NFC, I like to believe San Francisco can challenge Philly. I, I like to believe Dallas can, but Dallas can't be anybody that's any good. Obviously, Philadelphia and San Francisco, but they could definitely blow out bad teams like the Giants. I, I I believe in the Lions. I think the Lions can challenge the Eagles for home field advantage because of the schedule and they don't play each other. But we'll see. It's Baltimore and Detroit are two of the more intriguing teams for me in the second half of the year. Should be fun. Definitely a lot to talk about. Always good to do it with you. Jeff Kerr, uh, CBS Sports. Jeff, thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. No problem, Bart. By the way, if you ever have me on December 23rd, I will have much more grievances about the, the, the wonderful game of football. <laughs> oh, you want to do it? We can do a Festivus. I don't know if I'm on a show that day or what, but I'll track you down and we'll do it. Oh, you know what? I usually just tweet my airing of grievances uh, where people agree with them or not. And I always respond back. I ain't asked for your opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, I like that. Yeah. Th- thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks, Bart. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.